Welcome, everybody. Morning, evening, afternoon, nighttime to the Fundamentally Sound Podcast. Another episode with my boy, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only John Merriman. You've seen him dozens of times. We love having him on. I appreciate you coming on, John. Any words for the people? Uh, happy Monday, everyone. Hope you all had a great day. If not, maybe tomorrow will be better for you. I don't really know what else to say right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, this will be going on tomorrow. Um, so Tuesday. Um, we hope you have a great Tuesday. Uh, quick, just a quick um, shout out. I will be going live tomorrow. Uh, I have a – I'm going to be doing like an interview style uh, with my boy Enrique Sanchez Jr., former baseball player for the Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders. This man right here has an – he was a big man on campus. Let me just tell you all that right now. He was a big man on campus uh, his senior year, which was last year. Um, let me just name some things off right now. First team All-Southland at third base, named to All-Southland tournament team. Mind you, they were like a sixth seed, I believe. Presented with the department's Male Athlete of the Year Award. Started all 57 games. Led the team in batting with a 372 batting average. Tallied 86 total hits, 16 doubles, three triples, and a home run. Talk about, if I remember right, I believe he slapped a home run to win a game. I believe it was a walk-off. But I we'll dive into that tomorrow. Um Drove in 45 runs, scored 40 times, drew 24 walks, uh, was hit by six pitches and struck out just uh, just 16 times in 231 total at-bats, which is absolutely insane. So he is uh, an amazing guy, absolutely cool, cool guy to be around. Um, and I can't wait to sit down and talk to him, just kind of pick his brain a little bit on how his, um, how his career got to be the way that it was. And, um, yeah, definitely tune in. But we're going to jump right into it. Uh, football this Sunday. What a week, right? It was a really high-scoring, fantastic week of football. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it, well, uh, well, first off, you know what? I want to start off with the Titans and the Browns. Now, nobody expected the, the Browns to come out. Big, very, very big first win for them. But first, like, prove it win. Because really, mm -hmm. they'd been playing in, like, terrible weather up until that point. So it was basically just a run fest. Quick takeaways from the game. Baker looked good. I mean, he threw for, what, close to 400 yards? Four, five touchdowns? Uh, I believe it was four. And he was spraying the ball around? The, the then... Titans almost came back. Almost. Yeah, but I mean, they were at that point in the game, like they 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 changed their scheme, which I don't know why they did because the Titans couldn't stop them. But I mean, the Titans were coming back, but they still never really had a chance in that game. Didn't they still beat them by like twenty points? No, it was forty-one thirty-five. So Baker threw for three hundred thirty-four and four touchdowns, but they still ran the ball thirty-six times. Chubb had eighty and a touchdown, and. uh Kareem Hunt only had 33 yards on 14 carries, which is terrible. He's been really uh, lackluster as of late. Not, not as productive since Chubb has come back. 
Right. And even then, he wasn't really productive without Chubb. Um, so Wyatt Teller, I believe is his name, probably one of the best guards now that I think about it. They are – with Chubb and Teller, they've only lost like one game together. But yeah. in the four games without them, they've lost two of those four without yeah. both of them. So – Chubb too. Chubb's look just fantastic all year long. If if it wasn't for his his injury, what? because what? how many games did he miss, like four? Yeah, he missed four. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, was it four? I, believe... I, think in, I think he's played in eight games this year. That could be right. I'll look it up, but keep going on. Yeah, and, and so, like, he would probably be leading the league in rushing if he didn't miss those games. Like, he would he would have been over 1,000 yards for sure by now. Probably. I wouldn't he, doubt it. Top running back candidate of the year for sure. But, yeah, I mean, that defense has played solid year-round. I mean, they looked – they contained Derrick Henry for most of the game. I mean, I, I don't know. The Browns are just super improved. I was, I think I was more disappointed with how the Titans played coming off a huge win against the Colts. So I, I was just really disappointed with how they played after looking so good against the Colts who coming into that game looked like that the top team out of that division. Well, you know, defense has always been their weak like, you know, their their weak link and especially their defensive line. So I really wasn't surprised to see that, you know, they ran for 116 yards against them. Chubb's only played in six games this year, by the way. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but without a doubt, I agree with you. I definitely think Nick Chubb would probably be leading, if not very close, because, you know, um, right now it's a race between Dalvin and Derek. Mm-hmm which is actually heating up, but nobody's close after that. James Robinson was like third with like 800 rushing yards and they both had like 1,100. And then Ronald Jones was fourth. Yeah, so sad. All people. That's so sad. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, like for fantasy, he hasn't done anything. Ronald Jones has been complete buns. He has like three good games where he goes off for like 120 yards. But after that, mm-hmm. it's just like 40. Average. Yeah, 40, 30, yeah. 80 maybe. But overall, yeah, I agree with you. Um, the Titans looked very good. And, I mean, one positive takeaway from that game for them was the fact that Ryan Tannehill still did great, which um, usually that's not the case that Derrick Henry does bad. Ryan Tannehill does great. But, I mean, Court Davis, 182 yards. Uh, A.J. Brown still had 87. I mean, you're getting production from your your other stars not named Derrick Henry, which I guess you know, any, other, any other game they would have won. Any other mm-hmm. game, they would have won. Um, and I say, like, seven times out of ten, they probably beat the Browns. Very handedly. But um, big news just happened. By the way, we're recording this on a Monday. Just FYI. Steelers lost for the first time this year. And to the most unexpected team, the Washington football team. Let's not say the yeah, R word. Man. No, yeah, no R word. The Washington football team with Alex Smith – who just got back from life-threatening injury after like two years, three years. Peyton Barber was their lead carrier, 23 yards. Alex Smith threw for 301. Really, I think the Steelers just lost this game. I don't know if you're looking at it. They they were up, I think, by two scores at one point, or it was like, I think it was 17-3 or like 14-3, the last score that I saw. Uh-huh. But let me I, so actually I just saw something on Twitter and it was talking about the teams that 
the the Steelers have beaten to this point. Oh, are they straight cheeks? It was. Hold on, I'll I'll bring it up too. It was funny. It, it was more of a funny one, but like it it made a lot of sense too. Hopefully, I can find it. So Giants. Yeah. So so it says. Hold on. This is what it says. So Steelers' road to eleven and one was crazy. They beat Daniel Jones in game one. Trash. <laughs> they beat an those team. They beat the Texans, who in game three were trash. They beat Kurt <laughs> Wentz, Carson Wentz. <laughs> they beat the Browns with no Nick Chubb. Um, uh, the refs beat the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> the refs beat the Ravens in the first game. They beat the two and seven Cowboys, who were starting Garrett Gilbert. They oh, beat a God. five and one Bengals. They beat a one eight Jags. And they beat the practice squad Ravens. So it's not like the games that they won, they've looked really good. What's his name? Trace McSorley or something like that? Mr. TikTok yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, he threw like a <laughs> he threw yeah, like one completion for like 80 yards and a touchdown. No, but apparently he covered, so he made like the betters day. Like honestly. But yeah. no, good God. That's just and, you know, they have the Bills, Bengals, Colts, and Browns. There's, like, a very good possibility they go two and two because, I mean, the Bills and the Browns – well, the Colts with DeForest Buckner now is pretty lethal. So, three of those four teams they probably may lose to. Yeah. I mean, they're not a lock for the number one seed anymore. But, you know, what's good, though, uh, you know, they only have one bye now. They don't have two. Um, yeah. But what's good is they don't have to live up to any expectations now. Like yeah, they can kind of just play with like you know a little bit of weight, like taking off their shoulders a little bit. Yeah. So I think this loss or two would be kind of like a blessing in disguise, regardless of what happens. But one thing is those receivers outside of De- uh, Deontay Johnson need to get something going. I mean, James Washington had an eighty-yard bomb today, <laughs> but like that was basically it. Juju's not doing anything. Uh, no. Claypool didn't do anything. Like he hasn't. Claypool's done more than Juju in the past three games, and I just traded for Juju. Um, yeah, Claypool, Claypool hasn't looked that good, though, as of late. Yeah, uh, leading into the next game, one freaking rookie that is tearing it up, Justin Jefferson. That man is something different. I, I, I said earlier uh, in the year that I was like, you know, T. Higgins is probably my favorite out of the two. Now, no. It's not even close. After watching Justin Jefferson, like, with my own eyes on TV, ridiculous. This kid is so unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, he's putting up what, – what what are they saying? Randy Moss-type numbers in his rookie year. And he, he surprised me. I, I didn't think he was going to perform this well this early, and or at least this consistently. And he's just looked – like a number one receiver all year for the most part. And then especially playing with Kirk Cousins, Mr. Inconsistent. True. Kirk Cousins looked really, really good this year at times. Uh, Wide receiver four in fantasy terms this year on the overall year. And basically he sat out the first two games. Really? Wow. That's how ridiculous it is. Wide receiver four, half point PPR league though. But I mean, regardless to be number four. still impressive. Yeah. For a rookie. I mean, because he still, he still got up against Tyree Kill. Um, Hopkins, you know, Stephon Diggs has had a great year. Robbie Anderson has a great, has had a great year. So, yeah. Well, Robbie Anderson had a good first six weeks. If you go and look back at the like the last like, what are we on week third? Week yeah, week thirteen now. So the last seven weeks, he really hasn't done a whole lot. 
Yeah, that um, is true. I, I, I listened to podcasts and like he was the number one thing that they've been harping on the last like, um, <laughs> you know, few weeks because like dude hasn't done anything. He didn't um, score a touchdown like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, finally got back on the board. Um, Dolphins, Bengals, huge. I don't know if you saw, but like a bunch of fights. There's a fight at midfield. Our coach almost, uh, I say our, by the way, to the viewers, I'm a Dolphins fan, religiously, die hard. Probably my, my favorite sports team in my life right now. <laughs> Even though, like, I'm a diehard Spurs fan also, I put the Dolphins a little bit higher. Um, but, yeah, our coach almost fought <laughs> one uh, one special teams guy because he rocked our punt returner. So, got a little hairy there. Uh, Tua did good, though. 26 yeah, to 39. He, I think that's the best he's looked all season, to be honest. I mean, this is the first time he's been able to throw the ball. Like, they haven't been able – like, been letting him sling it like they did today. Or and they did play the Bengals though, so I'm not gonna very true. Not gonna put much say into that win because even though they won, they scored 19 points against a trash team. The quarterback for the Bengals, Brad Allen or Bobby Allen, Ben Allen, <laughs> Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, so and that is probably the worst offensive line in the NFL right now, or at least one of them. So. Wait, who? The Bengals. Oh, the Bengals. Yeah. Okay. Whew, I was about to say. I mean, Whew. you saw how you saw what happened to Joe Burrow. Like he got, he was getting rocked off long. Like, dude got sacked six times in one game. Yeah. So that's so tragic. Uh, one player that I'm gonna tell you to watch in the future. He's gonna be our gadget player, Lynn Bowden Jr. He was a quarterback at Kentucky one year. Uh, came into the draft as a running back. And then got switched to a hybrid by the Raiders, cut by the Raiders. They spent a fourth round on him and they cut him. It's mm-hmm. kind of weird. Uh, and then the Dolphins picked him up. And he had four for 41 and then a one rush for 11 yards. So he's kind of been eased into the – he was inactive for like the first four weeks we had him. So um, he's kind of been eased into it. But he had more receiving yards than Devontae Parker, who got ejected because <laughs> of a late hit. Uh, yeah. But – yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm not putting too much emphasis on it yet, but I'm just saying, just watch. Just watch. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Uh, Saints-Falcons, do we really need to talk about that? <laughs> I mean, it's, the Falcons kept nice it close. <laughs> yeah, they kept it close, but Taysom Hill played his best game of the year, at least passing-wise anyways. Yeah, true. Um, and then at least he, he he got it going early instead of late in the game. Mm-hmm. His first two or two games or first three games, however many he started – he, he threw for, like, 40 yards total in the first half. If you're Sean Payton, are you confident that he's your quarterback of the future? No. Or, like, quarterback for, like, the next four years. Let's say that. Why you find that quarterback of the future? I, I don't think he's the guy. Um, I, I don't know. I just – I don't have confidence in him, in him as a quarterback. Just because six like yards he... a catch, yeah. And then just find one or two other guys to throw the ball to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, he has Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Torrey Smith really isn't that great. He's like Ted Ginn Jr. on that offense, which mm-hmm. he didn't do anything. Um, but I agree. I definitely agree. Lions, Bears, dumpster fire. It really was yeah, awesome. I honestly didn't realize that the Bears collapsed at the end of that game. I mean, it's Matt and Nagy. I'm not surprised. Uh, I feel bad for Trubisky because, like, he looked pretty good all game That fumble, long. though. Until the end, like, 
that fumble though was definitely all his fault. Like, come on, bro. You got to Yeah, yeah, definitely. Point. But like I just feel bad for the guy cuz he gets so much heat for being the number 1 overall pick or whatever and then he hasn't definitely hasn't performed, but Yeah, he was a uh, he was number 2 overall pick. No, was it number 2? I think he was no, number 3. So yeah, he was definitely was, top 5. Definitely top. He was five. number 1 QB taken though, wasn't he? Uh, I think he was the second. Behind who? Uh, you may be right here. I'll look it up real quick. But uh, <laughs> no, um, I I just I don't know. I he gets so much flag, but that that organization has not helped him like at all. No, he doesn't have any weapons. He doesn't have an offensive line. The defense is. Not as good as they used to be. Like, David Montgomery did good yeah. though, so I really wasn't. I was I was really happy about that because I actually started him for the first time all year. No BS, first time all year. They haven't um, utilized him correctly though. They That's- have not. No, he was. He was number two overall, um, first QB off the board. Yes, you are correct. How? Like what? <laughs> of, Patrick Mahomes, but and Deshaun Watson, yeah. and Deshaun Watson, bro. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Corey Davis is finally starting to pay off. That's good for Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like Devontae Parker 2.0 at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see any more quarterbacks after that, but, God, he went ahead of Patrick and Deshaun. That's a, insane just in itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, they, that that organization just does them no favors, so. No. It's just it needs to do something. Uh, their Their GM definitely needs to get fired. Um, Jags, Vikings, Jags kept it close, but I mean, at the end of the day, I just knew that it was going to be Vikings all the way. Um, Raiders, Jets, <laughs> bro, Greg <laughs> Williams got fired just because all he had to do was remit a touchdown on Hail Mary and he rushes seven rushers the first time in recorded history because they've been recording in uh, since 2006. First time in recorded history that a team has sent seven people in the last 30 seconds of a game where it comes down to a Hail Mary. Oh, no. I, I <laughs> that getting pressure on David Carr would make him throw a bad pass or he'd get sacked and he would lose the ball just because he's, you know, he does have a lot of turnover issues. But it's the Jets. If you do, yeah. like, yeah, the Saints. Uh, uh, ironic because i mean greg was with the saints but if it was like the saints i would completely believe in your state i would agree with you 100 but it's the jets yeah i don't i don't know they're starting linebackers neville hewitt he's been cut from the dolphins twice when they sucked <laughs> that's how bad it is yeah i don't i don't know what to tell you about the jets i mean i kind of hope oh and 16 just because now this 0-16, like 0-16, say the Jets go 0-16. This Jets team or the Lions 0-16 team? Who wins? Uh, the Lions, I think. They had Safford and Calvin at the time, so, yeah, I definitely think the Lions. Yeah, so I, I think I would I would take the the Lions. This Jets team is just really bad. Now, this Jets team or the 0-16 Browns? Back in the day when – I think Colt McCoy is a starter, correct? Wasn't that was that the year they had five different starters? Or yeah, it was like something ridiculous. Hold on, I looked that up too. Maybe this one, probably this Jets team. So it was 2017. Kevin Hogan was their starting quarterback. Uh, 
Let's see here. Yeah. Um, not free agents. Didn't at one point there was like 20, 20 something games in a row. Josh McCown. Josh McCown was their starter from week one. He was their starter. Uh, and then, um, no, 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 it wasn't. No, it was not. It was actually Robert Griffin the third. And then it went to Josh McCown. Both of them were, were released. Um, that was the year that they got Miles Garrett, Jabril Peppers, and Joku. Deshaun Kaiser was their third string. And then they went like Kevin Hogan. Uh, and I believe Cody Kessler, too. Well, no, wasn't that the year that Deshaun Kaiser started then? Because they started him right out the gate. Well, um, so on their final – okay, yeah, so here it is. Yeah, you're correct. Final roster. They bo- they had RG3 and Josh McCown on the roster, but their final roster came down to Deshaun, Cody Kessler, and Kevin Hogan. Then, yes, you are correct. They started Deshaun right off the rip, then went to Hogan. Hogan got injured. Both of them were injured. Uh, and then went to Kessler, and Kessler ended the season. God, this team was so – it was actually not that bad. Because, I mean, you think about it, they had Isaiah Crowell, which he's better than every Jets running back they have now. Duke Johnson – Better than every Jets running back they have now. I mean, Frank Gore's their best one. That's sad. Um, he's he should he belongs in retirement home. Um, Josh Gordon, Sammy Coates, Corey Coleman, uh, Njoku. I mean, Joe Batini, Batonio as their uh, their only good offensive. Oh no, Kevin Zeitler. He wasn't that bad. I mean, yeah, this team definitely. I'll take this Browns team. Uh, the coaching staff is even worse than probably Adam Gay, so. You're not wrong. I mean, they had Jabril, Miles Garrett, Carl Nassib, mm-hmm. uh, Danny Shelton, defensive tackle. Eh, it wasn't okay. a bad team. It was just a very young team. And Jason McCourty, too, before he went yeah, to. It's, yeah. It's crazy, though. There's what? Is Miles Garrett, like, the only one still on that team? Uh, Out of everybody I just named, Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, no, Miles Gear is the only one left. Uh, that's insane. That's ridiculous. That was a good a good good eye on that one. Uh Colts Texans. Not surprised, but the Texans kept it close. Which was up. surprising. Like Deshaun Watson is elite. Like I've had question marks about him Very. every every year I do, and I don't know why, because he's he's, he's definitely good. especially to put up the numbers he's had this year with Trash. I don't know who's playing for him anymore. David Johnson's his number one running back who got ran out of Arizona. Like, Sadly. Will Fuller's <laughs> on drugs or whatever. <laughs> hey, he was Dude. prescribed medicine, okay? Yeah, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> they, they all say, oh, I didn't know it was a banned substance. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right, whatever. <laughs> talk, talk to your agent or talk to someone to make sure that happens. He didn't, he didn't even appeal it, like – yeah, he, I mean, he knew what he took. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he knew he couldn't take that. Or now he knows he couldn't take that. But, like, they should ask about getting these prescriptions before they take them because they very know. True. No, very true. Without a doubt. Chiefs, Broncos, no shock. Um, yeah, I mean, the Broncos defense looked pretty solid, though, pretty, for most of the game. They um, they always have, field though. Goals. They, they made them kick field goals. Didn't they kick, like, five field goals, right? Uh, something ridiculous like that. But then again, uh, what's his name's touchdown also got called back. Uh, Tyreek Hill touchdown got called back. So this game could have really been twenty nine to sixteen. Yeah, and it really wouldn't have looked that close on paper. They were also missing Carlos uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair, Le'Veon Bell really wasn't looking great. 
Travis Kelsey had 136 yards and a touchdown. Darren Waller had 200 yards and two touchdowns. The sixth best performance by a tight end ever. And I had him on my team. God, you'd love to see it. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, but yeah, that game was like I said, it, it should have been uh it should have been more out of hand than it was than it looks like on paper, but what really did it get out of hand though, Patriots and Chargers, the shoe finally dropped. Oh my I don't know what happened. Bro, it's it's Belichick, bro. It's Belichick season. That's what time it is. It's Belichick season. I'm scared, actually. I'm legit no, scared that they're going to make the playoffs over the Dolphins. I don't know what happened to the Chargers. Like, uh, I don't. I don't care about the Patriots. I, I don't like the Patriots at all. So I don't want to talk about them. Facts. But, Thank you. <laughs> how do you get beat forty-five to nothing? It's ridiculous. Uh, they literally uh, Cam had a whole whopping uh, sixty-nine yards passing. Yeah, they, they just ran all over them. Didn't they have, like, two special teams touchdowns? Yep, yep. And uh, just to put this in perspective, Cam threw the ball 19 times, 69 yards and a touchdown. His backup, Jared Stidham, came in through three times for 61 yards. No touchdowns <laughs> or interceptions. That's just sad. But uh, they really got it on the ground going. Um, <clears throat> Damian Harris had eight yards. Huh? Nikhil Harry had a touchdown. Yeah, finally. Uh, God, that's – Two catches, 15 yards, but, hey, it's okay. He needs to go somewhere else. Touchdowns. He needs to go somewhere else. Has to. Has to. I I, I believe in Nikhil Harry so much that he can be so much better. He needs to be healthy. Yes, that's another thing. But, like, they don't – like, they spread it too much. They don't give him the volume that he needs. You know what I mean? That's fine. I I don't know. I just think that if he were to go somewhere like the Packers – Oh, or, yeah, Packers would like love him. The, let's just say, like, they traded him for, like, an older Robert Woods now to the Rams, like, to be in that offense. That would be freaking insane. Send it, to the, send it to the Falcons. Like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> Now give him to the, the Saints. He would make a great addition to a lot of these teams. The Saints, yes, perfect. I mean, like, God, man, I just see potential being wasted. Uh. <laughs> Packers Eagles. Uh, the only good thing mm-hmm. out of that was Hertz came in and replaced Wentz, who was complete garbage, and Hertz immediately scored a touchdown. Yeah. No shocker there. <laughs> Everybody uh, predicted love, it. I love watching the Eagles crumble. Ah. It's so great. Yeah, especially being um, and then, Dallas Rodgers just doing Rodgers things. Uh, it's great. It's magic. <laughs> Rams Cardinals. Your birds out there and. The the Sunbirds uh, out in the, the Sun State. I don't know if y'all are the Sun State. I don't know. They're the fa- they're flailing. <laughs> that heat's getting to them. Kyler Kyler Murray has looked bad. I mean, he's got a messed up AC joint. I mean, that's just bad in itself. Yeah, I mean, he threw three touchdowns. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, just yeah, you're right. He hasn't looked the same since. Who who did he get against the Seahawks? Right, I believe so. Yes. Yeah, it, it was, was the game before no, the Patriots, but. yards per pass on average. Gross. Yeah. He honestly, they haven't looked that good since they beat the Seahawks the first time. Very true. They had that overtime thriller with them. Uh huh. I think after that game, they were like on top of the division. And fast forward, now they're barely hanging on to third place in the division, depending Mm. on what the 49ers do tonight. Very true. Very true. That's crazy. To put it in. 
into perspective, he threw the ball 39 times and only averaged 4.4 yards a pass. Yeah. He just doesn't have that. Like, he kind of showed that he has it, but, like, I definitely think that he's in pain and, like, that downfield ability is just tweaked a little bit right now. Mm -hmm. But I think he threw, like, a freaking 40-yard touchdown to, like, some – mailman tied in named like Dan Arnold or something. Don yeah, Arnold. Like, Donald Arnold. That was, like, or, that was like his first pass of the game. He, I, I looked at this <laughs> one for one 67 yards, Dan Arnold. I was like, okay, it's like one of those games. And then I look back later, it's like 19 of 39 or something like that. I was like, oh God, he played bad. First off, Dan Arnold's like, that's that's mailman status right there. Yeah. Like, for he, yeah. He walks up to your house, you know, you're leaving your house to go to work. Be like, hey, Dan, how's it going? How are you and Mrs. Arnold, huh? Yeah, great. Oh, Dan, how are the kids? <laughs> yeah, how are the kids, Dan? <laughs> Little Judy Arnold, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Dan the man. <laughs> no, uh, and lastly, Giants Seahawks. Biggest upset of the week, in my opinion. For sure. I, I don't know what's wrong with the Seahawks. Because, yeah, like, they, they, once again, outside of that, of, outside of the Cardinals game. They've been a shit show. <laughs> really? I mean, DKs look good. That's about it. Tyler Lockett has struggled. Russell struggled. Believe me, I know Lockett struggled. It's better. Do you think it's their defense is to blame? Like, maybe Russell's just starting to run out of gas because he's got to be on the field 90 times a game? I mean, the defense only gave up 17 points, so it can't be their fault. Very true. You're not wrong. Their, offense, mean, their offense put up three points in the first half. Now, they but points because their defense got a safety. Very true. So it's like it was five nothing at halftime. That's embarrassing to the Giants, who are starting McCoy at quarterback. Very also very true. <laughs> Nothing against Cole McCoy, but my boy, my boy. Oh my god. Oh, and by the way, um, uh, just to throw this out there because you know I told you I talked about it for five seconds because this is all I'm going to give it is five seconds. I am no longer talking on this podcast or to anybody. It's just like the LeBron freaking LeBron Michael Jordan. I don't talk to people about it anymore. I'm no longer talking about the A&M UT rivalry, period. I'm done with it. I'm so done with it. Like me and Drew had an argument and it just got so ridiculous and basically got to the point to where Drew was like, you're mad. Like three times in a row and I was like, all right, that's it. Like this is how it's going to be. Like, I'm just done talking about this. That is, like, the ultimate thing that just pisses me off in conversation. Whenever, like, huh, you mad. You're just mad because so-and-so sucks or your team sucks or whatever, bro. That's always, like, the last-ditch resort from somebody. Not saying that it was in Drew's case, but it was kind of getting to that point. But, oh, my God. But that's all I'm going to give it. That's all I'm going to give it. That five seconds of fame right there, done without a doubt. That was the last time I'm talking about it. But well, hear me, hear me out on this one. Go ahead. Uh, I'm definitely a UT fan all the way. Right. But in my opinion, right, your team is relevant until right. they play each other, and obviously there's going to be one winner, or until one team wins the national championships. That's the only way this debate will ever be settled. And then if they play each other, or if one of them wins a the national championship, because Facts. both teams have underperformed. They both need coaching changes. They they just both aren't where they're where they've expected to be. So, no, without a doubt, and yeah. you're right. Yeah. So, because it's it's just like the LeBron thing. Like you 
they're never going to play each other. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, you, we're never going to see these two teams play each other again because they literally come up with excuses to, to not play each other. Just like this summer, this past summer, where one team was like, oh, yeah, we offered. The other team was like, no, you didn't. We offered. And then the other team was like, no, we offered, but we already filled the slot. And I'm just like, bruh. Y'all are just some children at this point. Do they know how much money that game would make? Ridiculous amounts! Two of the biggest football programs in the country, the two biggest programs in the state of Texas. And then, like, okay. He's, like, the number one on Forbes for, like, college football teams by, like, I don't know, money-wise. And my thing – okay, this is the last thing that I'm actually just going to throw a jab at. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from. If you are outside the state of Texas and I'm like, give me what is the first college you think about in Texas? It's going to be UT. It's going to be. Or no, first football team school in Texas. It's going to be UT. Just because of the longstanding history of success. A longstanding history of success. Just to put this into perspective for you, and it went 10 years straight without ending in the top 25. <laughs> like, that was this past, like, decade, basically. But – Regardless, regardless, that's all I'm saying on it. I know I've said that uh, that three times already. That's all I'm saying on it. But it's just so just uh, they're never gonna play each other again. They're not not in for the next five years minimum. I think is that's that's how they plan out their schedules now, which is kind of crazy. But I was listening to part of my take today. This is the last topic we'll get into until we. Um, I just want to talk like one second of basketball. Um, they need to have, like, a slot. Like, you know how BYU and Coastal Carolina played? And it was just, like, randomly put together because Coastal Carolina great. had to drop a, game, drop a game and BYU was like, all right, anywhere, anytime, let's get it. Like, how awesome would it be if every power – like, a Power 5 team were to do that? Like, yo, 24-hour challenge, all right? Let's say for some reason UFC is in the top 10 for the first time in a, in a decade. UCLA is also up there to be like, bro, we don't play each other, but bam. I mean, they would. They're in the Pac-12. But re- regardless, you know what I'm trying to say here. Mm-hmm. If they didn't, bam, call them out. Biggest school rival or Texas, Texas A&M. Bam, 24-hour challenge. Two weeks from now. Gives you enough time to prepare. Gives you enough time to put that slotted into a, a prime time, you know, section. Flex the other one out. Send game day, college game day over there. Oh my God! Could you just imagine that? Be be wild, but I don't see that happening ever, ever again. Um, because uh, COVID's going to be gone. At least I hope it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you both. But like, teams aren't going to be. We're not going to have five or six games canceled every week. So. Did you see the the t-shirt Mormons versus mullets? And the guy had a fake mullet on. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yes. He they don't only say like, that because it's BYU. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, so uh, that guy got his ten seconds of fame. But that it was freaking hilarious, bro. No, so so I was watching TV and I, this commercial came on. It was for like Match.com, you know, like the. <laughs> and it was like so, <laughs> it's Satan, so the devil, and. <laughs> Um, the girl's screen name was two zero two zero, and so they meet, and she's like, he was like two zero two zero, and she's like, you call me twenty twenty, and it's like, <laughs> it's super, it's super cheesy and corny, but at the end, it's like, this is the best year ever. <laughs> it, it's it's hilarious. 
I'll send it to you just so you can watch it. It was like, it's, uh, it was just like, man, they really put a twist on all the bad things that have happened this year. <laughs> That's all this year's been, bro. Like, like, how could this year get any better? Facts. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. No, but you know, I just think that that's like a freaking crazy, like that would be a cool idea. It would never happen. Like, like you said, it wouldn't happen again. But like, I just think that that'd be such like a cool idea to where you can just match up two big teams, like for two out of conference teams that won't ever play again, you know, uh, unless they schedule like a home, a home at home, you know, Mm -hmm. for two back-to-back years. Um, But no, it's just, I would love to see like, you know, Ohio State call out Clemson, for instance. Oh, yeah. Like, and then Clemson's like, bet, it's on, let's go. Like, whoever wins got the guarantee number one. And, I mean, the opposite of that, like, the loser probably just drops to, like, four or five, and then they win their conference championship, and boom, back in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the harm? Like, what's the harm? Like, especially if they're both undefeated. I don't know. That's yeah. just something to something to think about, something to be kind of cool in my mind. Um, but, no, it's – I don't know. I, I thought that that game was really cool. Uh, two mid-major teams. Uh, even though BYU is not really like a mid-major, but um, Coastal Carolina coming out and showing what they got, representing the Sun Belt, the yeah, Fun Belt. Good. Who do they have? They have what? Louisiana left? Louisiana off yet? Yeah, I think in the championship game. Yeah, that, that will be a good game. They're going to get a good bowl. I'm, I'm going to be surprised to see who, like, because you know they're going to match up with, like, some team from, I don't know, probably like the ACC Big 12 or whatever, you know, probably like a Power 5 conference. Well, they got to um, win first, but. Yeah, true. Whoever wins that could be in a, you know, the one of the New Year's Big Six bowl games, whatever. Should be. Yeah. Uh, I think they were 17. BYU was like, what, like 12? I, I think know. I think Coastal Carolina is like 13 now or 12. Mm, nice, nice. Good for them, man. I'm, I was like, I love seeing that. And like Cincinnati is another like success story. Love yeah, they're top that. team, I think, so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you love to see it. Um, they're never making the playoff, but. <laughs> you know yeah i'd love to see them get in it'd take a miracle i was like trying to do the math the other day of like everyone that has to lose i was like wait all these teams need to lose like two or three times before <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, but it's wild yeah it is what it is one day we'll see that like ucf or cincy or uh coastal carolina or I don't know, some random team from the Sun Belt. We'll see them one day. Unless, yeah, like, so I liked it where they, like, did something to where it's, like, if, you know, these four teams, so it was, like, BYU, Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, and who's the other undefeated team? Mm. It might have been Marshall at the time. Yeah, I definitely think they were. And Marshall and was like high, and they just got waxed. Yeah, I think it was, like, have those four teams play in, like, a separate championship and then play the winner of the the final four. Oh, and Lafayette's actually 25 now. That's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, that's going to be a good Iowa game. State. They beat Iowa State this year, too, so. Wow. The only, the only loss is to Coastal Carolina, so. Huh, I'll be down. Those teams are actually really good. Texas got back into the top 25. They're 23rd now. At yeah, least in they, the AP. No, that doesn't if, mean the college football playoff. But. They finally ran the ball. 
Yeah, with everything, somebody other than uh, Ingram. God, I hate that. Keontae Ingram or something like that, I think. Yeah. God, I Bichon, hate that he's going to be so good if they give him the ball. I'm saying, dude, went freaking bananas. Dude, watch his highlights. Watch his highlights in high school. I had a one of the guys with his ref, ref some of his games in high school, and they're like, he was unstoppable in Arizona. Huh. Unstoppable. I will definitely have to look look into that. But, um, so yeah, like Louisiana, Lafayette was 25. So that's going to be a good matchup with um, Marshall was um, – yes, Marshall was 7-0. and They were 21. Yeah. They're definitely going to be out of it. Got waxed by Rice by 20. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got Florida and Bama. Do they play this week or next week? This week. Florida and Bama – hold on, let me fast forward. We got looking at last week. Uh, no, Bama <laughs> plays Arkansas. Um, and Florida plays – hold on. LSU. You got Washington, Oregon this week. That's going to be a good one. Wisconsin, Iowa is going to be a good one. Cincy and Tulsa. Tulsa's 24 now. That's going to be a good one. Isn't Terry Bradshaw coaching them? Terry Bradshaw is not coaching. He's still in the booth. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What team was he with whenever they challenged out? Somebody, one of these older quarterbacks challenged, uh, what's it called, came in and was like, Oh yeah, we're gonna beat Texas. This was like last year, or the year before. And I think it was Terry Bradshaw, but I don't think he was the coach. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Terry Bradshaw calling someone out. Speaking of USC and UCLA, they actually play each other this week. Who? Uh, USC and UCLA, like we were just talking about, not like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ole Miss and A&M got postponed. Probably A&M's last bit of competition. Yeah. Because uh, Ole Miss is really like, are they? They're gritty. Postponed? Yeah, officially just got postponed today. Why? Uh, COVID. AM side. Which? AM already had a COVID outbreak in their team. Yeah, well, back at it again. Oh my uh, gosh, back at it again. I'm just joking. Uh, all right, so it's gonna be a good slate. That's all I'm gonna say. But moving on, we're gonna kind of wrap it up. But <clears throat> we talked about it. You know, we gave our – me and you in privacy gave our opinions on, you know, the John Wall trade, um, the uh, – which I'm going to actually talk about tomorrow with, with Kike because um, he actually is a Rockets fan. So, I'll just bounce up. But you and I have talked about it. We've talked about the Spurs, how we think that they're just really guard heavy. They need a good big um, – is there really any competition to the Lakers this year? Truly, like, do you truly believe that there's any competition to the Lakers this year? This is what I'm going to wrap it up with. We're talking Clippers, Warriors, Nuggets, because they seem to be competitive now. You know, on paper, it's very tough to say there is. I, I mean, it's hard to, again, it's hard to go against Kawhi and Paul George, I think they're going to do a lot better this year. And according to Paul, he actually was being held back by Doc Rivers, apparently. <laughs> oh, did you see Doc Rivers' comment to that? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Ty Lue was sitting right next to me. <laughs> I thought that, that was change. I thought that was great. I mean, they, they did bring in Serge. Um. So I like that move for them. But they lost Trez. Yeah. Again, I, I think I think he's a better Kawhi anyways. I feel like 
Harold was kind of like one of those guys that just runs around and like just does That's everything. He does he does everything, but he's not really doing anything. <laughs> well, he can't shoot. Serge is better for him because he's actually going to be able to spread the floor with a decent midi and like a 30% three. Yeah. And hopefully their guards are healthy this year. I mean, that will help. Back Reggie Jackson. And, and, and again, just having that year of another year of chemistry um, will help them. So, and then they really did choke in the playoffs. So, very true. Now, is are you saying this because you think the Clippers are the only competition? You, you so are you completely excluding the Warriors and the Nuggets? Is what I'm saying. I'm going to exclude the Warriors. I think I think the Warriors are, are a very underrated team this year because no one thinks they're going to do anything without Clay. I still think they're a really good team. I think the Nuggets, again, they're going to be another really good team, probably a top four team. Um, they just didn't do enough in the offseason to get them over the hump, and they probably shouldn't have been in their Western Conference Finals to begin with. Thank you. Not the first round, honestly. Right? Uh, thank you. I'm not the only one. Okay. Right. I mean, I mean, they played. I mean, they, they played their way. Yeah, they, they, they fought the whole series in the first round. So, yeah, they, they earned it, but they shouldn't have been there. Kind of like the year before with the Blazers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Again, Utah, they good team, but they didn't make enough moves to their roster to get them over the hump. Mavericks? Um, or do they need one more star? They need another star. Again, another team that didn't do anything. And Porzingis is had knee surgery, so who knows when he's going to come back and how well he's going to look when he comes back. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, I think he had knee surgery. Hmm. Um, apparently, Dame thinks this is the best team that the Blazers have in a while, and that they're going to be in the Western Conference Finals or, or in the NBA Championship. Bro, did you see my comment on Twitter? I saw it. I can't remember what it was. I was just like... <laughs> he was like <clears throat> Dame came out and said if we're in the finals if we're in the finals I'm not going to go to Tokyo to play in the Olympics and I literally just put a row of just LMAO emojis right and I was like we'll see you in Tokyo bro like don't worry about that pal <laughs> I was definitely just made my day and I was like alright that's enough of Twitter for today I just like I put down my phone and I went to bed bro Cause who, who did they bring in this year? Oh, a lot of nobody, really. Let's be real. They lost us on Whiteside, but they brought. Oh, in they got they got Hello Robert Covington and Harry Giles and Derek Jones and Ennis Ennis Canner. So I mean, they helped the roster. I think you have three bigs now that can't shoot. Giles can't shoot. Uh, what's it called? Bosnian boy can't shoot, and uh, that Colin. Neither can Enos Cantor. I mean, he yeah. can sort of sh- – no, not really. Zach Collins can shoot. Covington can shoot. Yeah, sure. But those other three are just completely waste of space, pick and roll machines. That's really all they are. Hey, they still got Melo. <laughs> he's now accepting a bench roll. He's not even going to be starting. Yeah, he's fine. He knows his role. So, I think it's <clears> – sorry. I think it's going to be uh, Melo C- – or Melo. Dame CJ – um, probably Covington, Zach Collins, and probably Nurkic. I mean, they could yeah. move. They could move. Uh, um, they could really move Covington down to the four and then run Mello. But the fact that he said that 
he's now really accepting a bench role is probably leading me to the fact that he's probably coming off the bench. Yeah. If not, I mean, they still have – they could start Rodney Hood at the three. He's 6'8". Or um, Nasir Aaron Little, Jones, if he he's... makes uh, any, you know, any leaps and bounds. He played a lot at the four last year for the Heat. Yeah, him, uh, Derek Jones. <laughs> he could potentially start or come off the bench. That's all I'm saying. Like, uh, what's it called? Derek Jones played a lot at the power forward for the Heat. As yeah. like a small ball four because he mm-hmm. can still – Leap and guard and everybody, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, but they have options and they have a lot of offense. Very true. Um, no defense. It's literally like yeah. the worst defensive team I've ever. I've probably seen in the West, without a doubt. Um, yeah, Dame's solid at defense, but outside of that, really nobody's known for their defense. Mm-hmm. Maybe Nurkic, but I mean, it's not hard to be seven foot and hold your hands in the paint. So, yeah. Spread them wide, right? Yeah, that's all you really got to do. Just spread them wide, block a couple shots, you got a job. I mean, that's really all you got to do. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I just wanted to ask, you know, because it's just it's just looking like the Lakers are just running away with it at this point. Um, I, like I said on my NBA rant episode, I'm so tired of the NBA. I think college basketball is 40 times better, and that's actually um, – Thursday's episode, by the way, if you want to be on it, you can be on it. I'll invite you right here, right now. Um, it's going to be all about college basketball. It usually would be about fantasy football, but uh, I want to talk college basketball. Uh, and I'm devoting a whole episode to it because I love it that much. Um, I just think that the NBA is getting boring because literally it's just the same. It's just three teams every year. And we can say that about college football, but I mean, there's other upsets in college football. It's not You don't just have to pay attention to the floor until literally at the end of the year. Again, the other teams still get rewarded if they play well. So exactly, but that's gonna wrap it up for today. Um, I'll, I'll one more time. Uh, tomorrow I'm releasing this at 7 a.m. Uh, be sh- but that night I'm going live with, like I said, my boy Enrique Sanchez Jr., um, former Texas A&M Corpus Christi star baseball player. Uh, and I'm really excited to have him on. First athlete on. Uh, First real athlete, <laughs> first real athlete that, that we've had on the podcast. And I can't wait to hear his story. But um, be sure to tune into that um, later tonight. Uh, it's going to be on the Fundamentally Sound Podcast YouTube uh, channel. So be on the lookout. And I'm trying to find somebody to fill that uh, Thursday spot. <clears throat> Have a couple maybe potential former or current basketball players uh, or women's basketball players. Got to reach out. Do do a little bit of asking. But, um, yeah. John, got any closing remarks? Uh, stay safe out there, and happy holidays, everyone. Yeah, man. Happy holidays. It's getting close. We're almost there. Almost 2021. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. But, anyway, all right. From me and John, been great. Appreciate you uh, listening. Hit that follow button. Always helps me out. Uh, but without further ado, We'll catch y'all Thursday. Peace.